welcome to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, your total Ontario hunting podcast. This episode of Ontario Outdoor Pursuit is brought to you in part by Titanium Archery Products. TAP specializes in high-performance bow accessories that are designed to improve bow control and accuracy in addition to reducing vibration and shot noise. TAP manufactures stabilizers, quick disconnects, and string stops, plus much more. Use discount code Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, no capitals, all one word, Check it out at TitaniumArcheryProducts.com for your 15% off purchase. Titanium Archery Products, not just another carbon copy. Hey everyone, in case you're wondering, Ontario Outdoor Pursuit is still here. We're still still alive. alive. (laughs) Um, So to start off this podcast, I just want to notice this thing here I found on social media, Facebook. It says, it's got nothing to do with hunting, I tell you that. But it says... People are donating money to Kylie Jenner to help her become the world's youngest female billionaire. That is the stupidest shit I have ever read. You're joking. No, it's it's true. I read it. Tell me that's a joke. No, I read it the other day. Wow. People are stupid. Wow. Anyways. Okay. Let's talk hunting, I guess, because that's Uh, Well, before we do that, uh, so yeah, we've been out for a while, been busy with life and stuff, so sorry, everyone, but more importantly, Cameron... uh, Went on a vacation. Went on a vacation, yeah. I did, yeah. I went down to Nashville with my girlfriend. So you did some hunting stuff, like saw some hunting stores and stuff? I did. Oh, actually, that was super cool. I forgot to tell you. Mm. Um, Once you go through um, at the tail end of Ohio, there was a Field and Stream store. Okay. The size of a Bass Pro, and it was just Field and Stream. So did you see anything that you don't really see here? No, because I didn't go in it. Oh, okay. I see. I wanted to stop so bad, but I was like, you know what? Yeah. Do you see anything like hunting products while you're down? I know you're on vacation. Um, Well, we went into Bass Pro. Obviously, their selection is pretty wild. Like, it's huge. Yeah. Um, One thing that was actually kind of cool and totally related to what we talk about here in the studio, a.k.a. the basement, um, is their archery. And I I don't think I've seen it here. Definitely not in Ontario. Um, their archery, they got a range there for you to shoot any bows. And their selection okay. was huge. It was a whole yeah. store in the store itself, That's which cool. was super cool. That, that was yeah, different. Because I know Antler is one of the only ones that lets you shoot bows before you buy it. Yeah, so this yes. one was kind of cool. It was kind of like, um, I don't know, for anyone that has played hockey, I guess Source for Sports used to have a single shooting lane for you try out hockey sticks. Same sort of style, like you had like this little door that you walked in, shut it behind you, glass so everyone could see you shoot, mm-hmm. and then it was just a single lane, but super cool. That's cool. Yeah. And then, uh, so I guess that's pretty much it, eh? Uh, yeah, any, I guess any, so. Are there any other exciting news while you're there? No? Uh, cruising through Kentucky's pretty wicked. Oh, yeah? Red dirt. Oh, my God, I hate you. And <laughs> the amount of deer. Actually, I did count over 25 dead deer to and from Nashville on the side of the road. Did you guys drive down there? Yes. Oh, I forgot you. I thought you flew. Yeah. And it was totally, oh, yeah. totally different. Like just seeing, I don't know, their, their, um, their woods and the shrubbery. It, it seems different there. Like everything is not like so bushy like ours is. It's almost like, I like I explain it to friends I've seen so far as it's like they shoved a bunch of cattle in there. They've all went grazing. And that's it. Like you can almost look, get on your hands and knees and you could see for miles. That's kind of cool. Where here it's all like, it's different kinds of shrub and tons of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And you got engaged. That's what I, I did. Was yes. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations yes. to Cameron. You got engaged. Thank you. I did, uh, did pop the big question to Victoria and 
she was astounded. She was over the moon. <laughs> yeah, that was that was some big exciting stuff. So I, I said if there's anything that she could give me from this point on, it's um the opportunity to go to Hawaii for the Axis hunt, which <laughs> I just informed you about. So yeah, that'd be wicked. So hopefully uh I can make it out there for that. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. No, it was good. It was a great vacation. I'm happy to be back. Um I shot a little bit of my bow the other day, probably twenty, thirty arrows. Wasn't the greatest shooting but there is i don't know i think i'm on about two weeks of not shooting at all so and yeah. actually i gotta get as much as i can in this week and we'll have lots for you guys to listen to um i'm actually heading out west i'm going to calgary in next week for two weeks for work so it, it's busy there's the lots going on we're getting back and we will be going full swing at practicing lots and lots of practice getting ready for the reinhardt 100 yep. which will be uh right towards the end of august yeah and uh i mean i'm on so like i shot six days last week yeah so like <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess that's uh that's what marcello does so while i'm away he does all the practice he can. He takes time off of work actually. And he just goes and practices. So when I get back, I get my ax kicked. <laughs> but so just in it's case like anyone's, a, it's like a better motivation though for you. Cause like, imagine if I didn't practice, you'd be like, Oh cool. I'm still as good as you. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyways. Uh, so we got a bunch of questions over the little time we had. So I'm just going to read them and we can answer them on here for everyone. Yeah. Let's hear. Unfortunately, I, when I screenshotted all these, it didn't give me the names of the people. Yep. So if these are your questions, thank you guys. And uh, yeah. So someone said, would you pass up a three-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old buck? What do you think? Yes, I would. Yeah. yeah. I said and yes. there are times. Long, I said no, as long I as I'm not low on meat. Yeah. If I'm low on meat and I need meat in the freezer, then I don't care. I will stick with that answer because yep. that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll never be ashamed of doing it. I'll never bust anyone's balls for doing it. No. And we've mentioned a dozen times. Do not be ashamed of it. Don't shame someone else because of it. It's a tro everyone's harvest is a trophy to them. Exactly. They've taken it for simply to feed their families or it's their trophy. Perfect. Um, next guy, pretty sure it was a guy that asked us, uh, what do I use to oil my hunting boots? I don't use oil because I have, I don't have any leather on my boots. And so I've never really been to oil. I've done silicone sprays Yeah. in multiple layers. Now I think we do have the same boots. Yep. They're not Gore-Tex, but they're like a waterproof material. Yeah, I think they're waterproof up to a certain height. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the... The bottom's kind of a weird... When you first buy them, where the yours were almost like... Well, they're the same. They were almost like a waxy look. Yeah. They weren't a waxy feel, but they had like this waxy look to them. Yes. And I, I just put them in water in the sink, and they were full waterproof. Like, I just yep. left them there for 10 minutes, and they were fine. Yep. I, um, I added... But I don't treat them. No, I do silicone spray when I first buy them, but... If you're going to do leather, I guess, um, depends how close you are to a hunt. Like, uh, if you're going to do a backpack hunt for me, if I was doing getting leather boots, which I probably will next pair are going to have quite a bit of leather, yep. um, mink oil just to help loosen yeah. them up. Okay. Makes sense. Is that what you put on your, what do you do for your cowboy boots? Mink oil. Okay. That is it. Yep. Okay. Cool. That conditions it? It conditions leather. Yes. Okay. Is it also water like resistant too? To a certain, yeah, I guess you could okay. say it's resistant. Okay. I, I've never used my yeah. oil, so. Um, okay, long range or short range archery? Both are great. That's what I said. <laughs> but, long range for sure. Like, yeah. I'm so happy when, 
it's the sound, man. Like once you shoot a hundred, you hear just the, and then two seconds later, it's like it hits the yeah. target. That's the best part. It's so like a long range one. for me. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, okay, I guess we can cover this in this one. When someone asked, can we do a little bit of our first hunting experiences, ups and downs, and field dressing? We think we've touched a little bit on those before. We can definitely go do yeah, a little bit on it. I'll come back to this later in the episode then. This is such a crappy time of year because it's like fishing's so involved, but we're on a break from bear right now in Ontario. Yeah. Deer's like, not open. Deer's moose, not open. Moose. Turkey. Everything's, Everything's just like, not happening right yeah. now. But I'll, I'll come back to this question. Absolutely. We'll, we'll touch on that. Yeah. Um, okay, so what distance do you usually practice at while shooting your bow? We do everything from 20 to 120. Hey, that's what I, that, that was my answer. Ah, uh, shit. I said 60 <laughs> usually, but 20 to 20 is an uncommon for us to shoot at. <clears throat> Those aren't hunting shots, obviously. 30 and 40, we Marcello and I like to familiarize ourselves a lot with uh, 30, 40. Those are a great hunting distance in my eyes for sure, and I think yours as yeah. well. Um, so 60 really helps us at the 30 yeah. yards, of course. It's always nice to double your uh, what you anticipate on hunting at. Yeah. I would never take anything at 60. No, but I, I'd be pressed to do a moose, but not a white-tailed deer. No, no, definitely not. I feel confident with 60, but it, and especially with a moose, it's not going to. Yeah. I mean, we both duck, shoot, but yeah, exactly. Good. Too. But it's just, it's not a white-tailed deer. Not ethical. At all. Not I, for I, me. No, I don't think so either. Ethically at 60 on a deer. It's just, no. It's 40 yards. I'd feel okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be like, it's. That's at, my at, that's yeah. my stretch. At sixty, too much. If I know away. that guy's not coming in anymore, yeah, he's get one. Yeah, yeah, and as long as you practice and you do, like absolutely. Um, okay, so new to hunting, he's from Toronto, uh, looking to get into waterfowl, but I don't know any people. Ooh, I said okay, well, could hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> I said go to a wild uh, game dinner hosted by Delta or Ducks Unlimited and meet people. There's always going to be people or join like, you know, there's like five when I'm fishing and hunting, make a post. Hey, I'm going to hunting. Um, what was his name? Can't remember. A screenshot. Oh, it was the ask the question on yeah, Instagram. So, so if you're listening to this and you remember asking that question, shoot us a DM and we could even hook you up with a couple names um, to who you could contact that are within proximity. It's Toronto. I don't know too many people out in Toronto close yeah yeah i guess if you think of something yeah yeah that's fair um but yeah i mean reach out on facebook to those, those hunting groups join there's i know there's ontario waterfowl and a bunch of duck hunting and goose hunting groups and join one of them make a post and i, I know there's always going to be someone who's going to be willing to take you out and it's always good waterfowl is very social so absolutely um but if you want you need to start it by yourself go for it and we're here to answer any questions to the um, best of our knowledge yeah and I remember, I think this one was a girl that messaged, I want to get my my 40 bow to 60, but I'm too weak. How can I fix that? <clears throat> um, first of all, check if your bow can go to 60. Mm-hmm. Some bows won't go to 60 if it's 40. It depends. If like More entry-level bows will give you a long range. Like Steve's bow goes, what, 50 to 70 or something? No. Uh, 40 to 75 or 35 to 70. Okay. But like yours and mine won't. Like yeah, they'll I have can't, that I can't few pound increment. My, yeah, I can't drop it. mine to forty. No, um, so check that. But then, like, if you're saying you're too weak to actually get physically strong enough to do it, slowly increase. It. You know, if you're doing forty and forty is easy for you, try fifty now. Mm-hmm. Keep shooting fifty till that's easy. 
go up to 60. Ask yourself as well, why are you, why why do you want to shoot 60 over 40? Yeah, I think 50 is a perfect um, for females, absolutely. Even for males, that giant moose and antler was shot with a 50 pound bow. That's very true. Um, 40, I think, is a bit slow, honestly, for hunting. But there's nothing wrong with it. No, nope. you um, can kill a whitetail with 40 pounds. Yeah, you can kill a whitetail with 40 pounds. But I, I think getting to 50, and like you said, why do you want to do that? Um, really know that. Slow and steady, you're not going to be able to do this in you know a week. Yeah, there, so, there may be a few things that you would have to kind of sacrifice. Um, yeah. Whether it means the amount of reps that you're trying to get in in one day, you might not be able to do 100 arrows um, in a day at 60 pounds. So just you know, don't get upset with yourself if you do make that move that you can't fling as many arrows or that you also can't steady it as long as you figured you would or that you need to. Yep. Um, but that will take practice. So just kind of run all those things through your head and see what works for you. Okay. And so, let us know how you did. Yeah. Yeah. Always answer us back. Um, so I'm going to go back to the, do the podcast one. Cause now we can actually go into our podcast. Sure. So first hunting experience, Cam, what was your first, very first hunt? Not successful. Just what was your first hunt? Oh, I was trying, hoping you weren't going to ask me first because I kind of forget. What? I'm trying to think which. Okay. You think if I'll it was mine. turkey or if it was deer so it was definitely deer hunting um i bought a used bow from a friend and i was what was it? i got out the by the time i got out it was the first week or it was the week before the shotgun hunt this was six years ago um, and I'll, I'll dig out the Facebook video that I got on my profile and I'll share it, see if I can share it on Instagram. Yep. Um, so it was that week and I'd been out, I had seen a buck from a very far distance, not, I, I didn't even really know how to call him in or anything. And it was a very large buck and like, so this is the first week ever. So I ended up moving my stand to where I had seen this buck yeah. This was during the rifle hunt or the shotgun, shotgun sorry. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have my bow out there, obviously. And I moved my stand to where I thought he would be, where I'd seen him. Um, and I did have a trail camera. So I did see him cross that path a couple times. So where I had set my tree stand up, I was mid setting it up. Like I was about to throw the tree stand, slap it on the tree. Yeah. And literally he walked over the hill and I'm, I'm saying like 10 yards max. <laughs> he proceeded to walk underneath me. Yeah. And I was, I wasn't very high. Like that was my first stand. I think I was 14 feet up. Yeah. He walked right underneath me and kept going. <laughs> and of course it would be that that was, that was kind of like the second hunt, but that was my first full experience like that one that I'll never forget. That's and that I had the time to pull out my cell phone in the tree, super risky, no harness, nothing. It was, it was bad case, Yeah. <laughs> bad news bears. And I took a video of them. And so, like I said, I'll, I'll share this video with everyone once they dig it up, but it's pretty sweet. You'll see how close he was. <laughs> and it was just like, he's a beautiful deer. Hell yeah. Yeah. How about you? Uh, so when I first got my hunting license, I was supposed to go with a buddy, but things fell through. So it was December 21st and it was cold as balls. And it was, I remember it was like negative 20 without the wind chill. It was a cold, it was, it was cold. Yeah. So I dressed up and I was like, you know what? I'm going hunting. So there was a stand already hung up and I got out there like, I don't know. I think I wouldn't say like six 30 in the morning, whatever. Like I got out there and, uh, 
I was sitting there and I just remember being so cold and I had my bow and I was like, this is insane. Like it was my very first hunt. So I was like, I was by myself. I was just in the stand, just like dying of cold. And I remember hearing like behind me and I was like, oh my God, like this is going to happen on my first hunt. Like this is wicked. Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. Oh, I love it. Um, dude, all those posts that go around on social media where it's like yeah. what you hear in the bush, and what, what you, you think, think you yeah. hear, and then what it actually is. Oh, they're what? so true. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. So anyways, that was my first experience. I, I think I stayed up there until about 11. And I got I lost a glove halfway through it, and my hand must have been so close to frostbite. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I was just like, you know what? It's my first hunt. I want to top this out. And I stayed up there and... Didn't see anything, and I came down and got back to the truck and went to Timmy's, had a coffee, and probably one of the best damn coffees I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> it's is, an experience, man. Like, yeah. it's not that you forget, but there's just, there's so many things where the stories can be forever long because oh, they're yeah. just, they're forever memories. Like, there's so much. Yeah, you never forget them. And, like, I don't know, I like, I almost like the fact that my first hunt was by myself. Yeah, mine was by myself. Yeah. At the time, there wasn't, uh, and oddly enough, we were hunting at the same time. Yeah. But we, like, we had, you know, you went your way in high school. I went yeah. mine. We both uh, went off to college a few years later, whatever. Yeah. And we both kind of just didn't chat yeah. for a few and years. So, tired once in a while. Just, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah. In, the hunting, the, in, in the, the hunting, in the hunting section, section which is I just like, you're like, oh, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Oh. <laughs> you still yeah. riding? No, I hunted. Hey, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, that's funny. funny. Um, ups and downs of hunting. Uh, there are no downs. There are definitely no downs. <laughs> a no bad day of hunting is a better day. Is better than a better than day a day at work. Yeah, is better than the best day at work. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the ups are just like it's physical activity. It's amazing. It's delicious. Yeah, it's the adventure, the the memories, the th- yeah, the, the memories, memories, the thrills, the laughs. Yeah, it's the best thing harvesting something your do. first time. Is yeah. like harvesting. I can't wait for like, Steve. Like harvesting something for your tenth time, man. Like yeah, just, it doesn't get it old. Doesn't I guess. Get old. There's a there's a funny video on. Uh, we should share that one too to the Instagram page. Yeah. That'd be good. It's Luke Bryan. Oh he's yeah, actually, yeah. Is he down? Is he down? <laughs> and he is shaking up. it's so funny. I laugh oh. every time I see that. Oh, Luke Bryan. Yeah. So yeah, we'll post that one up too. That would be a good laugh. Um. And last question from the person was uh, field dressing. So you want to go over some field dressing tips? Sure. Where do you want to start? Um, I guess I'll go from the beginning. uh, Yeah, I guess I'll go like general. So we're not just saying like how to specifically do deer, how to specifically do goose. Like, yeah. Okay. um, YouTube's the best for that. Yeah. I know my first time was watching YouTube. Yeah. And actually my first first time time, I was, wasn't my own deer. It was for someone else's deer. They weren't too fond of doing it. And it's like, you just harvested that, this uh, thing. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta skin this deer. Like this is your deer. It's time to man up and do this. Okay. And uh, so I ended up doing that, and I definitely learned the hard way. <laughs> um, so first off, if you're getting a male, uh, we'll we'll say deer because that's kind of simplest. Yeah. Um, so I start from I find the V in the chest. Yeah. And I pinch a little spot there enough for my knife to get under make a nice incision and I just slowly follow that down until I get around the testicles and I cut around the testicles and then I cut leave the butthole this this is funny to say this this is getting a little graphic PG 
What did we rate our podcast? Uh, I think like 15 plus. R? Okay. <laughs> so it's R. Leave the butthole, but there are uh, butthole pl- uh, pullers. Yeah. And I've never used one. No. But apparently they do work pretty well. I cut it out with a knife. Yeah, so I'll cut it out after I've cut around the testicles. Yep. And then at that point, I will usually um, snap the pelvic bone. Yep. And um, from there... Well, my first one, I guess I cut up the chest bone, which if you're getting that, uh, taking that to a taxidermist, don't do that. Um, you want to make the smallest hole possible to get everything out. Um, that just makes for, you know, if there's any errors or, um, you know, any hair missing, it it makes it a lot easier on a taxidermist. Yep. But, uh, after that point I can, you know, usually there's someone there. If I'm by myself, I'll go one side and then the other, and then I'll slowly just take my knife and I'll start from the top, work my way all the way underneath, which in turn would be to the spine, cutting everything out. Yep. And so it's loose. Um, and then I'll flip that over. Do not cut the sack. And oh, Houston's back in the podcast. Yeah, the dog hey, has joined us. Um, and then turn the deer over, let everything fall out, yep. let it bleed out a little bit. Yep. And uh, some people say that pulling the trachea out allows yes. it to bleed out better. But it's the first thing to rot. Yes, it is the first thing to rot. Um, yeah. I've done it both to experiment myself. Yeah. And I can't say it's bled out any more with it yeah. in than with it out. It's just so, if you're not going to be able to get it to a butcher the day after, you pull it out. Like, or you're not going to be able to butcher the day after, I'd say pull it out as fast as you can. Because that's the first thing to rot, and then mm-hmm. it tastes wrong. Um, honestly, if you are in a pinch, we live in 2018, so yeah, you have YouTube. Uh, yeah. Look at it. I I literally didn't know how to do my first year. Um, I have obviously since learned. Yeah, but you you will find out what's yeah. good and what's yeah. bad. Take take your time, like. Absolutely. You it's definitely not something to be rushed. No, you don't want to hit the piss bladder, like the bladder or any parts of the stomach or colon and get it all over the meat. Mm-hmm. So just take your time around there. Um, Another one too. I think, I don't know if we've touched on that and any of our casts um, is, yeah, we did actually. We talked about it with Chris, um, rinsing the meat. Some oh, people yeah. like to wipe it down. Some people like to hose the inside yeah, of the crit- deer down. A lot of people say it's better to leave the blood on there because it leave the blood it. on there. Yeah, if you want to wipe it down with a dry or a damp yeah. rag, that's okay yeah. or a paper towel, um, but don't hose it down. Yeah, don't. That, you're running a very very high chance of spoiling the meat. Yeah, I think that's a good sharp knife goes a long way. Yeah, my Havilon has been one of the best things, and some people just use it actually for the skinning. Yeah, I use it the whole process. There isn't one thing I did not use the Havilon for, and it works amazing. That's fair. Uh, yeah, like especially my, if you can get one with the like the package where it's like twelve replacement ba- blades. Yeah, if it comes with all the blades, like, what the hell? Why not? Just keep using them. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, sharp knife obviously goes a long way. Um, don't hose it off. Those are easy tips. Take your time. Well, I hope that kind of answered uh, yeah. like how to skin it. I I would seriously just YouTube. It's got yeah. the perfect. Some of them are really good. Don't yeah. watch the one if like with a quad and they're ripping the skin off with a golf ball, and you know. Yeah, if you have those tools at your disposal, <laughs> maybe. But yeah, maybe not for your first one. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know. It's like a time honored tradition of learning how to gut and field dress. And, Absolutely. You know, skinning your own deer, even butchering your own deer too. Like it's. Yeah, there's lots we could talk yeah. really about a lot of animals. Um, 
that we've yeah. done, but there's everyone is a little bit different. There's lots to hunt, and I, we're not going to get into all those details today. No, but uh, but yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, I do want to throw in there quickly that Kickaboo Spices is the greatest thing in the world. We it was great on while Cameron eight. was gone, I was enjoying it like you wouldn't believe. And basically, like every meal I made at home while he was in Nashville was with Kickaboo, and it was guess delicious. what I made last night with Kickaboo. What'd you make? Moose sirloin. Where'd you get moose from? You. I left some here. Yeah, you did. Oh. Ha! It's hey. gone now. Oh, you're welcome. You did leave some here. <laughs> oh, nice. It was definitely gone. Was it good? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I had the leftovers for lunch today. All oh, right. On. I don't care. I just I don't never really know. Even if you did care, I would not care that you care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care that you care that you don't care. All right. Um, was there any more listener questions? No, that's it. But I do want to remind people that Kickaboo Spice is out there, and the promo code is K I K A O O P, and that's to get your uh, discount on Kickaboo Spices, their marinades, their steak rubs, the seasoning kits. It's all the best things we've ever had for our meat and our hunting game. And even when we have to go to the store and we buy stuff, well, I guess we don't have to, but when we buy stuff like pork tenderloins, you've done pork with it before. Absolutely. And I do all the meat with that. Yeah, and it's delicious, and it's extremely affordable, super cheap, made here in Ontario. Like, the shipping cost isn't even bad for that stuff. And it's made by hunters. For hunters. And it's Love the it. greatest thing ever. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, Ray owns that, by the way, and he's a phenomenal guy. He used to talk to, um, you know, we're really happy with the products and we know you guys, if you got to try them, you're going to be super happy too. So anyways, <laughs> I wanted to kind of talk about some quivers. Okay. Some quivers Let's because there's a bunch of different types of quivers and some people don't know and some people just kind of buy the cheapest. Like the thing. Quivalizer. The quivalizer <laughs> is out there. Pretty new. Yep. Yep. What do you think of that? It's interesting. I mean like. You've actually got to shoot it, correct? Yep. I, I, yep. On uh, BJ's bow. Yeah. So it's replaces your stabilizer and it holds arrows so what is the length this thing comes in at oh, i think it's 22 off the front okay something around there but or maybe it's 20 off the front okay it's not very long but the i mean it's fine like it's it's decent length it's relatively light and i think for hunting scenarios it's a really cool idea i think it's a little long for like a tree stand hunt yeah i would agree strongly with that um a blind hunt but I think, like, you know, if you're doing what Adam Greentree does and you're doing what Cameron Haynes does, then it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing backpack hunts and you need to walk around. The cool thing about it is you can take it off and it comes with a bracket that you can actually mount on your bow like a normal quiver. So you don't have to run it off the front. BJ runs his side quiver, his Hoyt quiver, and his quivalizer. So his bow can actually hold, I think it's like nine arrows. Wow. Yeah. It's perfect for uh, Lanai. I don't know where... He is going hunting. <laughs> exactly. But good on you, buddy. Um, so the, I mean, it's a really cool concept. I don't know how I feel about it for target though. I don't okay. like that you're always changing weights when you pull an arrow out. Yeah. Because then you have less weight in the front. Yeah. And it's yeah, it'd be a little inconsistent in that sense. And I don't, I haven't seen anything in social media yet where it's been used in that instance. But I, I no, would agree I with you. Yeah, and I don't think it's meant for that. So it's whatever. Um, the other super two, cool idea. Yeah. So then for target archers. Um, there's hips versus, uh, fields. Yeah. So, you know, a hip quiver is what most people have and it run, it obviously it mounts to your hip. You wear mm-hmm. a belt and the arrows, the back of the arrows are pointing forwards. Right. Where a field quiver actually points backwards. So they're behind you. Um, field quivers are shorter. So 
more of the arrows exposed, which is really annoying because if you sit down, sometimes they fall out. Mm-hmm. But with a hip quiver, that won't happen. But the thing with the hip quiver is they're in front of you, so sometimes they get in your way if you're doing something. And kind of the way you walk, um, yeah. even sometimes if you're just leaning over to pull your arrow out of a target, they bump into the target, yeah. and that, that's a little bit tedious. Yeah, and the field, it won't do that. But the field, I, like I sat down the other day at the picnic table at FCA, and I sat down, and they all fell out of my quiver. I was like, son of a... <laughs> <laughs> it was like I think I have oh, like I six it. in my target quiver right that. now. So they all fell out, and I was like, ah. Oh. You just got actually yours is really nice that nice uh, yeah, leather Hoyt one yeah the Hoyt one the very nice the color. tan color the yep. coyote or something but anyways yeah it's gorgeous and super good quality material and it came with a belt too so that's and on the back it says get serious get Hoyt so yeah I, I kind of love that if you want to get serious you might as well just get a Bowtech <laughs> um, so that brings us to our next one um, so what to look for in uh, in a target and a hunting quiver yeah so Mike. Hunting quivers obviously mounts on my bow. Yeah, I would never wear a field or a hip quiver. How many arrows do you like to use in your hunting? Four. I don't. Yeah, I mean I've never had to take a second shot. Yeah, but I think four is a fine amount. Five is pretty cool. Yeah, six is okay. I think they do more. make them anything from two to six. I've definitely I've, seen six. I, I don't definitely know seen, seen six. More. I think someone makes a seven and an eight. But it's kind of like, why? Yeah, it's a lot of arrows to be lugging around. But. Yeah. But so what I look for is I hate I hate the foam inserts in the, you know what I'm talking about? The, yeah. Like oh, the yeah. head. Yeah. The head of the quiver. Yeah. I hate when it's foam in there mm-hmm. because it always freaking falls out. It always gets loose. And I don't like that your broadheads are in contact with something. I feel like it's going to make it more dull over time. Yeah. Over time, I believe yeah. it would. You can't put expandables in foam because it just opens up. Um, but yeah, even with the solid ones, I feel like it over time it would make it dull. I don't yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't have any foam in mine. Plus, it's squeaky. You know, like you pull them out, it can kind of. So yeah. I'd never ever get quivers with foam in it. I like the ones that have that rubber, like yours and mine. Yeah. Um, just like a little rubber circle, almost. And you just slide your arrow tip slides into there. And then the other thing that I always look for is I'm gonna call them arrow grabbers. You know, the peats, the parts that come out and actually hold your arrow in the quiver. Mm-hmm. I like when there's two of those. Okay. I don't like the ones with one. Yeah. The ones with one, I feel like I've had. Yes. I've had point. them before. Yep. And you're walking, and your arrows start to fall over to get mm-hmm. loose. And I hate that. I like um, like a quick disconnect one. Like yes, mine, it's too. literally you just push the lever down lightly. Yeah. And it comes off no problem. You could hang on to the quiver, and it won't come off. So yeah. until you push that lever, it's super easy to take yeah. off, and I really like that feature. Yeah. And like same as mine, mine's that twist, yeah. right? It exactly. only comes off when you twist it. Yeah. And it's an easy twist to pull off. But yeah, those are really good. The other thing is you want to make sure the gaps on the um, grabbers aren't too big or else you're going to have loud arrows just bouncing around. Mm-hmm. You don't want your arrows to fall out. You want to be nice and snug. I so, lots on quivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I need to get something a little bit nicer now that you got that white one. Oh, for a target one? Yeah. I'd like something <laughs> a little bit nicer. It's a good competition. Though mine is red, so it's They nice. have a red white one. I probably won't buy that. It's really good price. <laughs> um, actually, I did make a post recently on Instagram uh, about a wrist strap. So oh, and I by the way, John Dudley messaged us and said that he used a field cover, not a hip cover. So. Yeah, well, that's fine. That. We'll let that one pass because it's <laughs> deadly. Um, but I, 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 use, I use a field name, so... <laughs> <laughs> Are you done? I have another topic to talk about. Oh, this is fun to cut you off. So a wrist strap on a bow versus no wrist strap. What's ah, your take? Yes, that was a good point. You did make that post. 
Um, I think in the old days when bows almost had like explosions. Yeah. Um, like when you'd shoot them, as in like they were really, really high vibration, they'd almost jump. I think those things. I think the wrist slings were more important because when you shot, it wouldn't go away from you. Mm-hmm. But like with today's bows, I I don't hunt with one anymore. I don't shoot target with one. It's just it's more of an aesthetic thing nowadays because mm-hmm. if you watch people shoot when they shoot, they grab it with their hands anyways. Now they don't actually leave their hands open, let the bow bow completely fall out. So what's the point of having wrestling? Um, plus talking with some of the guys that engineered the tap products, I guess, uh, it's very minimal, but the vibration transfers better to the stabilizer metal to metal contact, metal to metal contact instead of like the leather, the plastic, whatever it is. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. That depletes the performance of it. And really if you know, you should be going for performance number one, if you can get the colors or whatever else second, in my opinion. Yeah way to go but i don't know i guess it's everyone's different right they've got a preference but that's a that's the point that i wanted you to make here yeah was the performance aspect of yeah and do you still have yours on i do yeah you do yeah mine has the uh steel ring in the center of it so now do you think you'd take it off i i tried it before and i wasn't fond of it but it's it's if i take it off it's not like you know I, I needed to go get another one if I, mm. if I lose it or something because yeah. it comes off like that's it. Yeah. I won't have another one, but Dude. it's just, it's on there. So talking about that made me laugh. Sorry. Cam had to, you <coughs> washed it, right? What? You had to wash your sling. Tried. It didn't work. Or you had to get a new one. Yeah. I know. Right. I bought a new one. That was yeah, right. A while ago. So Cam, I guess a long time ago, but Cam was walking through poison ivy or poison. I think it was oak. Poison oak. Or yeah. Oak stinging nettle something like that it was nuts and it all the oils from it stuck to the sling and so yeah. whenever he put the bow on and put the sling on his wrist his wrist just oh i couldn't like, shoot for like two weeks it, it was, was so funny. it was so puffy like it was sore stinging like it was not good <laughs> and then whenever he'd try to put it back on it would just keep it keep doing like, oh yeah irritate it would get skin. worse yeah. yeah so anyways uh that's a negative <laughs> about wrestling yeah that's a huge <laughs> negative oh yeah i did forget about that no that was really funny like, now that you're okay, it was really funny. Uh, but, yeah, that being said, I mean, I think I think you one day will probably get rid of it, honestly. I would imagine so. Yeah, I think you would. So, just wanted to mention now that it's kind of, you know, the off-season, as we say. Um, now is the perfect time for fitness because, you know, there's people like Cam who are physically active all the time. That's why we call him Try Haynes. to be. We call him Haynes as a joke. Um, that being said... Moose season's coming up. Moose season's... It's not like a tree stand hunt where you're just walking from the truck to a stand, climbing up. It's easy. You know, we're putting kilometers on our boots at mm-hmm. Moose Camp. So, you know, now's the time where I start running more a lot because I have to get back into shape for that hunt. Mm-hmm. And if the, you guys need, like, a little nudge to, you know, get out there and go for a run and stay active and shoot your bow and do all this stuff, this is kind of the reminder. Go mm-hmm. run. Yeah, get out there. Get out there. Go for walks at night. I don't care. Just make sure you're in shape so that, A, you can get out to your stand, you can get after an animal, and you can drag that thing out because it's not light. Yeah. So that's kind of just a little reminder. Yeah, um, it's a bit – It's a. I don't know. I always try and stay as active and healthy and fit as I can throughout the year. Yep. Um, lots of time at the gym, but obviously it's summer and work is really busy, so – I'm doing what I can when getting to the gym when I can. If I can't, I'm 
just walking. Uh, well, I am starting to run a little really. bit as well. You and walk your dog. It's yeah. something. Yeah, absolutely. So those are always important. Uh, what was the other thing that I wanted to cover that I told you? Definitely a uh, quick reminder for T-shirts. Um, if you oh. haven't already messaged us, uh, you don't need to send any money. Uh, just let us know what size you are. We're still trying to get a rough tally. Uh, shirts are going to be available very, very soon. Yeah, sweaters and hats are going to be a little after. Yeah, they'll be a little bit later. But the shirt T-shirts are going to be coming up very, very soon. Yeah, We're in the works of that right now. So just be like, hey, I think I'm going to want one. I need this size. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I can put it down just to make sure that I have it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we are going to have a little bit of stock. So yeah. don't worry if, if if you don't want one right now. That's no problem. Um, just message us a little later on. But don't forget to give us uh, a size so we can just kind of, you know, we can check you out on Instagram or social media and just kind of, you know, see, yeah, okay, this person's going to need this size. Yep. And I don't think we're going to have a problem with shipping. I mean, as long as you guys pay mm-hmm. shipping, we'll ship anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we will have costs up uh, within the next week, week and a half, I think is reasonable. Yep. And, and they're going to be let you know. I can, yeah, I can promise that. Absolutely. I promise they're going to be affordable. Yeah, they're not $30 t-shirts. No, I can promise that. They're not going to be that. So that being said, I do want to give a shout out to Corey and Mackenzie for their walleye trip. They went walleye fishing out in... Uh, Tis the season. Well, I guess I won't say what lake just because, you know, they're out there. But They're fishermen. They never want to give away yeah, their secrets. I know. They're the worst. They're way worse than hunters. <laughs> yeah. So they were fishing and they went out and they caught their two-man limit of walleye. Nice. So I was talking to Corey having a drink. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday. and So they went out there and the way they had like four-foot chops when they first got there. Yeah. So they're like, oh, I don't know, whatever. They got out there and then uh, they started hammering the walleye. So one thing leads to another. They're fully limited out, and they're like, all right, time to pack her in. So they start making it to, uh, you know, the ramp. Yeah. They get about a kilometer from ramp, motor dies. Oh, no way. So like, what? So checking everything, ran out of gas. So he's like, okay, you know what? Like, they're using the big engine. Um, There should be enough fuel to run the kicker. They make it about 50 yards with the kicker. It cuts out. Gas is completely dead. Wow. So they start paddling. And this isn't like a dinghy, by the way. This is like a 16 or 17 foot V, like V hole. Yeah. It's a good boat. And so they're, <laughs> they're both paddling this thing, trying to get to shore. I don't shore. put it past either of those guys. That's <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the story, boys. So Mc, Corey's a little, you know, bigger than Mackenzie. And so Corey's side, he's paddling. So I think Corey's on the left or whatever. And then they start turning the right because Mackenzie couldn't keep up. <laughs> Anyways, so then I guess... Um, they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. They're freaking out. And then Corey looks at the front and he goes, huh, there's a trolley motor. I forgot about that. Oh so they, uh, they check the battery on the trolley motor. It's completely full. And yeah, they just, they went like full speed on the trolley motor. Like what? On a full big boat. Like what is it? Like a mile an hour maybe. See, that's the shit that you have stories forever. Yeah. Like Anyways, that's great. I just thought it was so funny. They told their dad they didn't catch anything. They pulled back at home and. And he's like, yeah, we didn't catch it. These were really, and all of a sudden they had a cooler full of their two man limit. And That's hilarious. So funny. Like the fact that they went through like the big motor, then the kicker motor, and then they tried to paddle. And then the, the my trolling. guess is an inspection before getting on the water was not done. <laughs> the night before was a very good night. It, it had to have been because I don't know how you didn't check fuel, but it made my day. And like, absolutely whatever i mean like you run out of water you run out 
of fuel. You won't run out of water. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) (laughs) You run out of fuel and you're a kilometer out. I mean, it sucks, but you're not going to die. Like, someone's going to be there. Yeah. Especially for the ramp. But I mean, still, it's just really funny. And I think that's, uh, it's like a lot of hunting scenarios where it's like you have to suffer for what you get. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you need to brace some really, like, really cold weather or some really long hours in a stand before you get your deer. And I think it's kind yeah. of like that, right? Like yeah, they suffered funny. and they, they got their two-man limit. So. Uh, well, talking about that um, fishing, we are going to have uh, a guest relevant to fishing. We're going to take yep. a step back from uh, hunting on that one. Um, that'll be coming up in a couple of weeks. We have next week, um, we're going to be talking to someone very cool. Yep. Um, actually, I'm not going to give it away, but we are going to have okay. a very cool guest. It's regarding hunting. Yep. Uh, something very cool that he does. We've briefed on it before, and now we've got some insider info, someone who's very good at it. Um, it's his yes. hobby. It's his job. Yeah, it's what he does for a living. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so that one's going to be exciting. Yep. And there will be one more um, in two weeks, which will be the one right after yep. that as well. So, yep. so there'll be stay one tuned. released every week for yep. this. So you guys for the next three weeks, there's going to be lots of guests. Yeah. This way we don't have to feel bad about podcasts or anything. It's <laughs> just like, this is all for hands. Here you go. Here's a bunch of episodes, guys. Yeah. So I think that uh, kind of wraps up our... Yeah, it's a short, it's We're sweet. alive episode? Yes. That's the name. There it we're is. here. All right. We're, we're alive. We're alive. I like that. Uh, thanks for everyone that did message, are you guys done podcasting or when is the next cast? A lot of people did, and that makes me happy. We did. Absolutely. I, I was real happy to see that. Uh, yeah. Just unfortunately, life gets to it. Yeah. Um, this isn't our jobs. Honestly, you're only excused because you got engaged. If you came back and you didn't propose- That's not even the excuse. Yeah, yeah. But if you didn't get proposed, I would have been like- Cool, I didn't man. get proposed. I did the proposing. Damn it. Damn it. That's why you're not getting to do the proposing. Oh, you're right. <laughs> see it? See how that sounded? That came out like it was you. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> anyways. Uh, yeah, anyways, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned. We will have lots of cool stuff coming up for you guys, and we won't be taking that long of a break. Um, again, in between casts, since we've got a lot of things lined up. Um so don't forget to message us for t-shirts listen to the cast to get your discount codes yep. lots of discounted products yeah so go look into kickaboo go look into tap and we'll see you guys soon later gator <laughs>